Who's hosting? You. No, I did You're it the last host time. with the most. I did it last time. It's your You're the host. You're the host. Yeah. Oh, I can do it. You can do it. If need be, I'll do it. Yeah, I did I it do last next time. time. Good. All right. Okay. No. So, welcome to another brand new start again. <laughs> <laughs> to a brand new start again in 2021. Yeah. So, welcome to a brand new episode of the 21 CB thing. Uh, and it's 2021. Yes. It's a new year. Um, so, what's going on today? What are we doing? We've got some more quotes. Some, some more quotes. More, yeah. quotes. Who wants to go first? <laughs> That's my hosting, I'm afraid. That's, That's my style. I'm not, I told you I'm not a good host. It doesn't matter. <laughs> good. Okay. Who's first? What's going on? Let's start then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take over. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just heard Tara Palata. <laughs> We're here with Damasara and Singarama. Oh, yeah. Again. That's what you're supposed to say when you That's host something. That's what you're supposed something. to say. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Hello. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great to see you. <laughs> Happy New Year. Hopefully this year will be mm. better. Good news. All of that start. stuff. Yeah. Carry on. Good. Yeah, that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and well actually i i brought a quote that is um uh no uh a a classic oh it's a classic but i love it because i don't really understand it <laughs> and it's the mindfulness quote yeah, that everyone knows quite mm. basic buddhism mm -hmm. and it goes like that mindfulness is the way to the mortal unmindfulness the way to death mm. those who are mindful do not die whereas the unmindful are like the dead do you want to read that again? <laughs> <laughs> mindfulness is the way to the immortal. Unmindfulness the way to death. Those who are mindful do not die, whereas the unmindful are like the dead. Oof. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Yeah, I think when I first heard it, I was... I thought it was like, oh, you know, it's because you're kind of you're aware of what's happening and, yeah. you know, you're not sleepwalking all the time. Yeah, you could say it like that. Yeah, but it's a bit, it feels like it's not quite what it means, I think. No. <laughs> I think it's more, I don't know, yeah. I think I'm interested to hear what you're thinking. I mean, I personally think it's saying something that I don't understand, mm. like on a level that I'm not capable of comprehending. Mm. Uh, I don't think it's mumbo jumbo. No. Hmm. Uh, I don't think it's just uh, an analogy mm. that we're all sleepwalking, like the film The Matrix or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Mm. Let's explore. Yeah, yeah, maybe look at it from line from worse, verse, by verse, yeah. verse by verse, maybe that. Well, uh, the first verse is mindfulness is the way to the immortal. Yeah. So... Mindfulness is the way to the immortal. I mean, that is very interesting because, mm -hmm. um, uh, well, the immortal. Obviously, we we hear that and we know that from well, from from Christianity or something. You know that mm. that that. I mean, that's usually our connotation when we hear mm. the immortal, the eternal. Mm. You know, the, the un, the undying. That's mm -hmm. kind of you know, that's a kind of eternity um, aspect. So, so I was quite confused when I heard that because I thought it wasn't about immortality yeah. <laughs> Buddhism wasn't about immortality yeah. um, but at the same time at the same time in a different in a different quote the Buddha when you know, when he gains enlightenment uh, he says um, open are the, are the gates to the deathless yeah the deathless mm. that's yeah, yeah. 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 I think it uh, uh, as I understand it, it's more the 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 Amrita the mm -hmm. um, which I think is the um, translation as well which is oh, yeah. more not 
an eternal state, but more a state of bliss, mm-hmm. of of this kind of nectar mm. of bliss. Mm. Um, yeah, Amrita. Yeah, that's that's the literal translation. Is that the immortal. translation? It's yeah. yeah um, well, it's that's Sanskrit. Um, Amata, I think. Um, yeah, no. Pali. I, I, I can't remember what the Pali is, but mm. that's, the, the funny thing is that Amrita means both, like you know, the nectar of yeah. the gods, but it also literally means Amrita, which means immortal, so non-dead. Wow. So okay. the deathless is, you know, mm. the, the 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 Amrita. You know, mm. it's it's it's. Um, I think uh, it's related to the, you know, to the ambrosia, like mm. even even etymological. Mm. So, it, that, so yeah. in a way, it does come across as immortal as well. Yes. Yeah, but it Bliss, is but it's immortal. It is this kind of juice mm. or the yeah. kind of uh, the nectar, <laughs> mm-hmm. or, which is a more. I I I find it's more it's a more po- positive kind of yeah image. Yeah, mm. and it's it's an image that you find quite a lot in in different connotations, like I don't know. Um, I think there are also descriptions of Avrugateshra, like streaming forth nectar, or mm, mm, of course, yeah. Masambhava having mm, the nectar mm, in mm. his um, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the skull cup and mm. all that. So mm. I, I I always connected with that mm. uh, image mm. of. Yeah, um, I've always been confused, not confused, but it's just been a giant mystery that part of the well, what you just read is to me has been a giant mystery. That whole paragraph, I don't quite know. Yeah. How to approach mm. it, really? Yeah. I mean, because in a way, it's not part. It, I was going to say it's not part of kind of classic Buddhist teaching in a sense of like like rebirth, you know, death. There's nothing that's immortal. There's no soul to be immortal. Uh, mm. So yeah, that's kind of what we learn, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we can agree on that. The way to the immortal obviously means the way to enlightenment, basically. Yeah. So mm. immortal being enlightenment, and I think it. I was just think. Uh, my first thought was, well, if you look at you know what we call the lakshana, so so the condition, um, the marks of of existence, yeah, 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 of are, of are which they? are exactly. So you have, you know, the Buddha says, well, if you look at if you look at reality, then you will find uh, um, unsatisfactoriness. Mm. So you find that things are not, you know, um, g- give you everlasting happiness yeah. and bliss. Uh, you know there will be pleasant things, but they won't mm. th- because they won't last, which is the second mark. Uh, you know, um, impermanence. Mm. Uh, they will go. Everything that comes into existence has an end. Mm. So there is nothing immortal <laughs> in mm. reality. Mm. Mm. And then uh, the last one being insubstantiality. Insubstantiality. Yeah. What's it in German? Um, nicht selbst. <laughs> okay. Non-self. That's the actual translation. I mean, you could also say nicht substantialität, but no. it's a bit weird. <laughs> no, we wouldn't say that <laughs> okay. probably. No, okay. non-substantiality. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that things don't have a fixed score because they, mm. well, they, you know, they're conditioned, they, they come into existence out of other conditions. Uh, so there's nothing eternal mm. or nothing, well, sort of, well, holy even in, inside of, you know, everlasting kind mm. of mm-hmm. kind of soul in that way. So, mm. I think what they're saying is that the Buddha is saying that, you know, I, I think what people are mistake, uh, uh, people do make the mistake in Buddhism that they think Buddhism says everything yeah. has those three marks. Yeah. Um, you know, even so, so you just kind of need to believe in that as if those is like uh, a dogma. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, we yeah, kind yeah. of, when we pray, we say, oh, you know, everything's suffering, yeah, everything's yeah. coming to an end. Or, mm, mm. And that's kind of what we believe in. But actually mm. what he's saying is, no, no, no. If you look at, your experience you will find those things mm. and because we're usually um, blocking those three things out we yeah, don't yeah. want to see things as impermanent yeah, yeah. we don't want to see things as dissatisfactory so 
Um, but there is actually a state that mm. is blissful, it, that is everlasting. Mm. Um, and you could also um, describe as, uh, you know, having having a sort of substance or something. Those are mm. the three mm. marks of enlightenment. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, so we're actually just saying, well, the way we are now, mm. uh, you know, is a bit dissatisfactory. Is, so the immortal is a, is yeah. a, is a, is a word uh, to use for enlightenment in this case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in that case, then it, I mean the whole. Well, what they, you know, it's a, uh, the whole thing about stepping off the wheel. So you've got a whole wheel of existence, haven't you? Death yeah. and life and death, and even if it's even if you keep getting reborn, you still keep dying, according mm. to Buddhism. So it's yeah. like you have you're you're in the realm of death continuously. Mm. So I'd imagine it's sort of saying that as well, like mm. uh, mindfulness, which isn't just being aware of your your body and your breathing, and there's a whole huge maybe we can talk about that as well what mm. mindfulness you know mindfulness mm. in its fullness mm. actually means it means you're according to buddhism if you're fully mindful then you step off the wheel of life and death really mm. into some other state that well you can't really uh you can't really speculate on in a sense mm. you get glimpses mm. of maybe but there's probably a whole thing i mean if you look at that i mean mindfulness and, and look at it from the satipatthana perspective mm-hmm. like looking at like uh, mindfulness of your body, mindfulness mm-hmm. emotions, mm. mindfulness of um, uh, your thoughts, and mm. mindfulness of actual uh, reality. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's probably that covers mm. quite a lot of ground. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's everything. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's, it's everything. It's everything yeah. in a way. Yeah. And I think that's it. Maybe that in a in a not to detract from it, but from kind of secular mindfulness, there's a limit, isn't there? There's a mm. limit, probably, I would imagine, to do your thoughts and emotions. But in terms of reflecting on the nature of reality at depth, that's I don't think that's really part of it in a way. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think those you know what we call the satipatthana, the basis of mindfulness, is something that was quite uh, groundbreaking for me because I. Well, you sort of you associate mindfulness with like body awareness mm. sometimes, mm. and maybe feelings or something. But mm. to sort of have, uh, I mean, the four. What are the four? <laughs> four are the body, the body, the, your feelings, feelings, emotions, thoughts, and reality, or oh, the yeah, dharmas, yeah. like reality or s yeah, the dharma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So mm. having having or well, phenomena is it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I love that because because. Um, because when I when I really go through those basically I start with the body then mm. I go to the feelings then I go to well thoughts and emotions are kind of the same thing in Buddhism aren't they um, mm. or well they lump together in mm. what mm. we call sort of chitta which is mm. uh, heart mind mm. and then you're even extending mindfulness to just you know the the, the coming and going of phenomena yeah. really well I mean uh, that's the I yeah. guess that's and the that's point isn't it? well that's the yeah. point for Buddhism yeah. isn't it to you, yeah. all the other stuff is kind of uh, it's a bit crude to say it's preparation mm. but the whole point is to start reflect to start i don't even know reflecting feeling into reflecting you know at depth on the nature of reality and then maybe all this sort of stuff happens you, mm. you do because in a way the the poetry of it is the kind of point isn't it you step into something that uh you can have a load of words about it but when you actually do it then you start having these odd experiences and i think probably that's probably why people end mm. up becoming buddhists it mm. certainly mm. was for me it's like you do this you do stuff and then very odd stuff starts happening or you mm. expand in a way that you didn't even weren't really aware of and you think oh right there's a whole other side to this mm. yeah mm. i think it's 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 that state out of your current imagination mm. Mm. that um and i think that's also mm. for me in the image of the deathless or the amrita yeah. oh. the, the nectar it is something that is beyond 
yeah. my current state of imagination yeah. and yeah. whatever it might mm. be, mm. Uh, this mm. points mm. me to that zone, mm. I guess. Uh, yeah, maybe that's why that language gets used then, because mm. it's the whole thing. It's like, it's not within your known. If, if we could all sit here after Dharma has read that and go, oh yeah, this relates to this and this is yeah, part yeah. of chapter seven of this book. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then tick, it would be meaningless. It yeah. wouldn't be pointing in the right direction then, would it? It'd just be like an academic yeah. Mm. academic conversation yeah yeah, yeah. Right. and it's beyond the world as we know it as well mm. i mean it's really pointing towards a state of being in the transcendental mm. realm or mm. Mm. yeah mm. that is not part of the samsaric mm. like mm. the world as we know it with death and, and, that's the, I and i guess that's the interesting yeah. thing about talking about this stuff as well because you can only fruitfully have this sort of discussion if you're practicing the dharma somehow because otherwise it's just a fantastical or an imaginal exercise whereas if you're not actually engaged in that mindfulness in terms of yeah, like meditating and your day-to-day and reflections it all just becomes fantastical and the- theoretical like oh yeah well this is a bit like this religion and this is connected to that and yeah, yeah. You know, it only really it stays makes, on one level. Yeah, it only it makes doesn't, sense. It doesn't sink in yeah. when you mm. actually yeah. just get a taste of it yourself. Yeah, the taste of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and it, it, it kind of um, well, it goes all th- all you know through all those four mm. uh, ways of experiencing yourself as well. It kind of mm. yeah delves deep mm. into your emotions, into your even into your body. Well, that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? I mean, these delineations the, of uh, the the four. Uh, Satipatthanas, you know, like the whole body, then thought, um, feelings, and then uh, hedonic thoughts, tone, or whatever, yeah. and then thoughts, and then, you know, we divide them all. Don't I think Sangharach makes that point in a way. We mm. kind of divide all these things, but they're 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 so that we can sit around and talk about them. But in reality, you can't mm. really divide. Oh no, here's my body. Da, 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 da. here's the hedonic tone oh pleasant painful here's the thought and the emotion and here oh now here's reality it's yeah, like yeah. the whole thing is working no, together it's, it's like yeah. one thing mm. and you just yeah, yeah. but it's helpful isn't it to have it's a method just yeah, yeah. to kind of split it apart in order yeah. to be able to kind of uh, look yeah, at it yeah, yeah, and yeah. learn to but it's distinguish all, I think it that's it well. that's what i was going to say when you were mm. saying about uh the way it's written i thought oh well it's all method isn't it this what you just read yeah it's kind of poetry in a way but there's a reason yeah. for that it's method yeah it's not like sitting here with a hard scripture like the immortal and yeah, yeah. mindful it's like a method isn't it yeah. to lead you somewhere so you experience something for yourself that's what i thought i mean just talking about the immortal and then kind of having that association that the same word also refers to like a divine nectar mm. or something it's that's just quite something. obviously it's obviously it has to be that sentence or that verse has to be uh, a metaphor um you know, obviously, literally, we don't believe yeah. in like a substance somewhere that is kind of mm. going to give us immortality. Mm. But it's more because, uh, well, immor- immortality, obviously, that's something I think that, you know, appears again and again in, in mm. uh, uh, well, human, you know, in human cultures, oh, yeah. in stories and myths mm. of, of all sorts of different mm. cultures. So mm. it's quite a, for some reason, it has a strong mm. um, uh, pull Mm. for us mm. as a as an image as mm. as a myth um but i think what he means here obviously is not literal immortality um yeah. because that wouldn't be the answer to to the problem of life and death in yeah, buddhism yeah. but the answer of life and death in buddhism is beyond life yeah. and death yeah. altogether and that is immortal what he mm. means with immortality well, it's like and maybe it's a, yeah it's a state of mind that we can't yeah. imagine that yeah. might be best described yeah. with that kind of blissful mm. nectar yeah. uh something that is fluid and mm. uh yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's probably a state of mind. That Maybe you if you're in that state of mind and you read that, you'd be like, mm, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we're, we're sitting there going, oh, what is it? It's over here, it's over there. And yeah, is it like not dying or not yeah. living? Or I, mean, I mean, maybe it also has to do with fear as well because I think one of the big uh, appeals of immortality isn't just having more experience, like endless endless eternal experience you know more drinking more green tea doing more this doing more oh, yeah. it's kind of to do with fear as well isn't it so mm -hmm. i could imagine that you're in a state of fearlessness and you and also that nectar is the the whole thing about nectar and bliss it it, it kind of it's got some uh it's sensory you can feel it can't you it's kind of like moisture and mm. pleasant and kind of wow there's a kind of freedom there as well isn't there it's like a you the the horrible pain is kind of gone and there's a sense of kind of freedom from fear as well so mm. Mm. i mean one mm. thing that i've that I've, that always struck me as an image as well was i mean this is a bit of an excursus as well but you know in, in buddhism we have these um uh six realms so six oh. kind of ways of being uh that you oh, can yeah. be reborn in i mm. mean again six is obviously just a yeah yeah, yeah. you know no there is just six realms only six <laughs> only six and they're very clearly delineated yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> strong borders between them yeah. well um uh basically they're states of mind yeah because the state of mind oh it's going a bit into the theory but what i mean is well there's one that is um well also called hell the hell realms mm. And well, you get these depictions of, you know, the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Mm. No, sorry, the Tibetan Wheel of Life. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, and in all of those six realms, you have uh, a particular figure. Sometimes it's it's a Buddha figure. Sometimes it's, mm. well, what we call a Bodhisattva sort of helping figure, mm. like uh, Avalokiteshvara. And they bring, you know, the medicine, the cure to all of these six realms. Mm. And in the hell realm, it is Amrita. It yeah. is the nectar. Yeah. So, and then Sangharakshita, um, mm. uh, he... What he commented uh, was that, well, well, first of all, it's something to reflect on, but, you know, maybe because if you're in that kind of state of, of mental suffering, yeah. uh, the only thing you, that you, you, can, you can take, the only thing that will help at that yeah. point is just enlightenment. That's true. Uh, Do you know what it is? So I, I never, yeah. know, like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I remember when I was, when I used to live in Bristol and uh, I don't know what kind of state of mind I was in. I was obviously a bit stressed, but I used to think, Oh, I wish I could just, I wish there was some kind of like spiritual heroin or some like yeah. nice spiritual codeine where you can just get, you know, it's not yeah. a natural drug, but you just go, oh, everything's okay. Yeah. All the pain's gone, all the huh. stress is gone. And you do get that on retreat sometimes, don't you? You know, when you're meditating or anywhere actually, where you, you, you know, there's something positive mm. going on and you just feel the weight fall off you. Mm. Oh, it's such a relief. Mm. Oh, it's amazing. There's I no come that, down either. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking yeah, when, I mean, I, I don't think I've been in hell realms too often, but when mm. I've been quite low or depressed or something, then sometimes, mm. you know, you try out this, you try out this, you try out different things to kind of mm. come out of, out of a negative yeah. mental state again. Yeah. And then sometimes you're just like, oh, of course, the Dharma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's easy, yeah. isn't it? It's always just, the last one though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, try it's chocolate, like, try yeah, Netflix, try yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, yeah just like meditating, studying, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, just yeah. good friends, friendship. Uh, so maybe yeah. maybe it points to that as well. Well, apparently mindfulness as well. <laughs> I mean, I think it, it, it happens to everybody though, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, but a friend of mine, I won't say who, but a friend of mine in Padmaloka was walking around with this individual and, uh, <laughs> and they were like, oh, this, nothing's working, blah, blah, blah. 
And oh, yeah. he just turned around and said, have you tried the Dharma? Yeah. So it's just like... Apparently it wasn't automatic. Yeah. yeah. So we forget, don't we? It's just like we, we just... Because it's... I don't know what... I think it is this thing. It's discontinuous with our regular state of mind. We're looking for a solution on, our, on its own level. And you can't find one, can you? You've got mm. worldly problems. You look for... I mean, so I hate talking like that. But anyway, then you've got quote-unquote worldly solutions. But they don't really work in the, in the right mm. way. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. No, it's just mindfulness in the end. I mean, mindfulness mm. is the path through the deathless yeah. and... I guess, like, in all its aspects, mm. that's um, mm. where that points. Like, yeah. uh, but maybe we can go on with the quote to see. Yeah, just read the rest. I mean, well, we've just talked about mindfulness is the way to the immortal, and then it goes on to say, unmindfulness is the way to death. Hmm. Unmindfulness is the way to death. I don't know. I, for me, the, on my kind of meager level of understanding, I think it, for me, when I hear that, it's uh, like before, the, the, if you're uh, just crashing through life, yeah. you just end up in a box, in a state of fear. You've got all this mm. unnecessary drama going on with people and yeah. death looms large. You know, you're clinging onto yourself. You get more contracted, isn't it? And then as I say, when you're more contracted, you're more scared. Mm. And then death gets bigger in your mind because oh, it's the end of me because me i'm so important and actually uh yeah you just suffer a lot mm. Mm. Um, and maybe it's also on a more not on the level of uh, of just the death and the drama and all that but just not being aware mm. and living a life where you just superimpose all your concepts and ideas mm. um, mm -hmm. and you don't really have any experience i think mm -hmm. what kind of life is that oh, if you yeah. if you just don't If you really, if you don't participate in life, yeah. if you're yeah, not yeah. breathing, yeah. that's a good point. And if you're yeah. not, um, if there's no interaction, I think yeah, yeah. it's it's just a life that's lived in your head and yeah, in your yeah. intellectual stories and, stories and whatever. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's that's for me is yeah. is a dead life in yeah, a sense right. because you're not in contact with yeah. any kind of real experience yeah. and real. Um, vibration with <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's yeah the, the whole superimposing i mean that's i guess like you just said if you if if, if you're not superimposing then you've got you you're alive actually you're fully alive but the whole this that a whole superimposing thing isn't it which is what mindfulness kind of deals with on that level at least you know you just know you're superimposing I mean, it's a weird experience isn't it? it's like when you i had it over the winter retreat just gone like i you know you're meditating and all of a sudden whether you're in meditation or out, you're suddenly aware of, not exactly, but kind of what you're thinking, what you're feeling. And then you get a sense, oh, I'm actually generating this. Yeah, this is me. I'm doing this. The current, my current state, my current emotional state is because of me. Mm. It's not the world coming in and poking me. It's like, oh, yeah. And then me, it's the world. And then it just goes. And then I'm back in the state of reactivity and, yeah. oh, it's them, they're bastards, right, right, right. And it's this whole state. And it's like, oh, right. There's a kind of shift. They're kind of, mm. when you're in that state of mindfulness, you do feel more alive, actually. And you feel like you're, I don't know about in the driving seat, but you're certainly not just the, the whim of, of yeah. all these kind of reactions and negative emotions. Mm. And, and when you're not in there, you're kind of vulnerable. And I don't mean in a good way. I mean, you're kind of like a bit, oh, you know. Mm. Yeah, I've always felt that mm. uh, Buddhism or Buddhist practice is more, mm. well, really a celebration of life, mm. uh, but not in a hedonistic way, obviously, of just, you know, oh, just maybe, mindful of, yeah. you know, all the, all the hedonistic pleasures you have, but mm. more of a uh, life of meaning and of, mm. a, well, as you say, participation of life. Mm. Uh, 
uh, we, well, we do say, you know, um, there is dissatisfactoriness in life or suffering or whatever you might call it. But because of that, we are able, or we want to celebrate life more fully because we're aware of its shortcomings as well. And, we, you know, mm. and because we take ourselves seriously. Mm. Well, that's always how I felt when I, um, you know, well, when I asked for ordination or when I was wanted to become a Buddhist, I just thought, well, my life is so important to me. Yeah. I really want to make the most out of it um, and not just kind of throw it away in a huh. continuous stream of, mm. well, uh, madness, depression, you know, mm. concepts, mm. headiness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And also like um, the ability to open up to others and to mm -hmm. kind of take in others yeah. and practice compassion or mm. just, the feeling of really being in interaction mm. with others i think that is also mm. something that's only possible if you if you kind of yeah. um be present somehow and if you if you can be present in, in the moment and in what's really alive in mm. the connection mm. otherwise yeah. it's also yeah. going to be quite painful mm. if we kind of live relationships mm. with just uh Oh, kind of the, the, the dragging or the yeah. wanting <laughs> from <laughs> the other person. So, yeah. I just read the last two yeah. lines and then maybe we can move on. Um, Those who are mindful do not die, whereas the unmindful are like the dead. Well, we kind of yeah. said that. <laughs> yeah. We I said just, that already. I just love it. It's like those who are mindful do not die, whereas the unmindful are like the dead. And in some mm. translations says are already dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. I mean, it's a strong language with death and life. Yeah. So you, you can, you're kind of talking about death, immortality, and then mindfulness <laughs> somewhere yeah. in the middle. So that's, yeah. I always found this kind of just, you know, the poles that we have here. Um, I think, you know what, though? I think yeah. it's really important, what you, this, this whole paragraph, because yeah. I, I, more and more, I've, uh, I know it kind of goes against the culture, the time that we're living in, but more and more, I just want to get away from mindfulness as a kind of, I don't know, technique or dry, yeah. as if it's just neat and tidy and it will improve your life a bit and you know i think it's it, mindfulness is it, well listening to that it gives you a sense of it's really powerful language and it's mm. actually if you really when you really step into it that's what it feels like it's not just it's got a kind of magical quality to it mm. it's not just being a bit more sane which is a nice start isn't it actually yeah. all being said but it's got a kind of power to it actually mm. that's yeah, it's interesting that you uh, say that because i always wondered like um, for me, I think without something that was somehow pulling me mm. or some this kind of magic, m mysterious mm. yeah. kind of quality, which I think is uh, like mm. the image of the deathless or Amrita or whatever, I would have never been able to kind of practice mindfulness. Yeah. And I yeah, always yeah, wonder, yeah. like, yeah. how do people <laughs> really boring. do yeah. that <laughs> yeah. uh, if they have just the idea of yeah. um, kind of optimizing themselves yeah, yeah. or getting oh, yeah. a better uh, me or whatever well, like, I mean, all the yeah. kind of secular mindfulness yeah, yeah. i think it really needs something that is so much beyond yeah um yeah or i, mean, I yeah. at least yeah. needed yeah, yeah. that otherwise i, I had the same I, I think like with when i used to think of uh especially monks you know no disrespect to any monks out there <laughs> in the orange robes and and I'm, this is my complete misconception maybe but i used to just think they're like robots and i just thought i don't want to be a buddhist robot where i'm really mindful <laughs> and clever and you know just sensitive and yeah i just thought what's the point i don't care you know it's just like uh i'm not going to spend all my energy in life just becoming more sensible and more kind of uh yeah um uh 
how to say yeah just more kind of aware of how i'm drinking a cup of tea it's just not mm. good enough i can't i'm not giving my life to that mm. but then if I, I think i don't know recently i just felt like in a way there's a lot more going on and mindfulness is a sort of magic you're sort of protecting something else you know by being mindful you're protecting some kind of uh I just keep saying it magic. I like that word, yeah. but it's, it's, there's something going on. Yeah. And when you're mindful, it protects that. I can't, I just thought I'm not going to spend my life being mindful for the sake of being mindful. Mm-mm. You know, I want to yeah, actually be alive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure mindful people are alive. But yeah. <laughs> hopefully I'm more mindful. Yeah. But you, know I mean? yeah, you get the, people who are like the dead yeah. because they're too mindful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, a, but it's like, a, exactly. It's like an image, isn't it? It's like a Buddhist image. Like people yeah. think Buddhists are like, sort of drab dry you know oh yeah now i've mindfully wash up and i'll mindfully walk you think who wants that i've got nothing done yeah yeah who wants to be (laughs) like that probably a strange uh idea of mindfulness as well it's horrible (laughs) good (laughs) let me clarify that (laughs) i've got loads of big opinions because i know everything (laughs) (laughs) well do you want to go next then with your quote or do you I have one that would fit probably. Good, right? yeah, well, then go yeah. ahead. I don't know. Yeah. If you do Save you think... us, no, you go. Okay. Save us. <laughs> Save me anyway. So I did bring a small uh, teaching from oh. Sangharakshita, hmm. and um, it's from a list of things um, that he recommended for people who don't, um, or no, uh, but basically he said it's you can work directly on your mind oh, by yeah. meditating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, if oh. you're not a meditator as a person um, or just to support your meditation there are Mm. other things that Mm -hmm. might also uh, work to raise your level of consciousness and one thing he recommends and I thought that's something that would be interesting to discuss with you um, (laughs) is one point and I read it first and then we can Mm. go into it so then there is the leading of a regular and disciplined life something which apparently is becoming less and less popular. This may consist in the observance of certain moral precepts and principles, in having regular hours for meals, for work, for recreation and for study, or in observing moderation in such things as eating, sleeping and talking, perhaps even fasting occasionally, or observing silence for a few days or weeks. In its fully developed form, this more regular, disciplined life is what we call the monastic life. Among those who are leading such a regular, disciplined life, even without any meditation, over a period of years, one can see quite clearly a change taking place in their state of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good. I would concur. (laughs) Well, probably because I got it from Sangharachita. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I thought it's interesting. Um, yeah, it's just an mm. interesting fact because I um, I noticed that something in me really is really really mm. wants a more regular uh, life and is resonating mm. with that. And then I think the conditions we live in yeah. make it often so difficult mm. to kind of yeah. um, put that into place. And I really feel like uh, it's something that's not very popular and it's not very easy in the kind of situation we yeah. live in. Um, to create a more regular life but yeah. I mean I can really feel like just coming from a, a one week re- meditation retreat mm. with structure I mean how beneficial it is if mm. you really kind of know what you're doing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if you have um, fixed times for mm-hmm. eating and mm-hmm. 
you have the space mm. and mm. yeah i mean it's something that's quite impressive mm. in the uh, the effect it has mm. um yeah yeah i mean i'm all my for, of mind yeah. all for the monastic model <laughs> mm. uh i think that, you know when i was on first on retreat i think i loved it because not so much because i was interested in meditation but because it had a sort of monastic kind mm. of mm. outlet you know you had to wake up at a certain time meditation then meals mm. um Yeah, I'm really wondering how I can uh, or how we can uh, as a community kind of bring that more into our mm. daily life because it is quite difficult when you're in the city I think to yeah. to, to have that structure mm. um, but I would love to kind of develop more of um, um, maybe longer retreats or something or just sort of situations where we can just all come together and live a life that looks like that mm. Um, mm. you know because I, I mean I've always been quite fascinated by Well, monasteries, well, both the European or European monastery tradition, um, and then well, also the uh, Japanese one, but mm. um, or Chinese. Uh, yeah, I kind of always imagine myself kind of you know you work on a field and there's a bell ringing and you're mm. like okay prayer time and then meal or something. Mm. <laughs> so I just love that, love that image. Um, mm. Also because it's um, it shows the conditions you need uh, mm. for raising your consciousness. Um, mm. And your mindfulness. Probably. And your mindfulness. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, because sometimes, you know, well, as you said, if you're not a meditator or uh, if, it, if meditation doesn't come naturally to you, then you sometimes you can get quite uh, frustrated <laughs> with, with the practice of meditation. You think, oh, mm. through meditation, I need to become more mindful. Mm. Whereas I've come to think, well, no, you, you need to bring mm. yourself in a context mm. where there's already a level of mindfulness going on. And mm. then when you sit down to meditate, you can just kind of dwell in that space and that will mm. you can just kind of be dragged into meditation by meditation itself mm. um, yeah, yeah and i think mm. yeah that is a clear i mean that's it clearly shows also like how easy it sometimes is if you go um if you're on retreat to kind of reach different level of meditation mm. i mean how much those conditions really help mm. to kind of suddenly bring um bring about uh, an experience that mm. would never be possible under mm normal daily life conditions or even if you have a bad meditation on retreat i always then comfort myself by saying well but i have been you know i have lived in you know through a week or through two weeks of well not being in too bad conditions i mean that has effect on my mind as well even if i struggle with meditation there's always a reason for it but mm. um even that is a value in itself to live a life like that i think yeah mm. uh, yeah i was thinking because i think you can work uh Uh, 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 another depth in a way because you've got a kind of continuity it's like there's also a continuity of purpose isn't it if you've got a, a habitual life that's structured with even with rituals whatever you kind of know there's a con constant uh reminder and also it's like instead of just living day to day you kind of end up living i don't know moment I don't, week to week in a way you've got a whole uh sense of the rhythm of it it's not just sporadic one minute you're really high with your friends and then you're kind of crash and then you kind of get up at 10 then you get up at three and then you know there's there's no you can't really gauge what's going on mm. it's very well talking about mindfulness very difficult to know what's actually going on but if you've got a kind of uh, a steady a steady kind of rhythm to things you can get a much clearer sense of what's yeah in terms of mindfulness especially what's going on with you and what's going on you know you get a sense of those subtle energies that normally get lost when you have all kind of stuff going on And uh, I guess in a way, then you get your juice, so to speak, or your spontaneity within meditation and within within that context. It's not just like boring kind of life. You actually get, I think you can actually end up with a depth when you've got a regular, mm. you've got a regular mm. um, 
routine is interesting though because apparently like wherever Sangaracha went he'd set up a routine wouldn't he like, yeah hmm. even if he was somewhere for a week he'd be like okay so it's going to be like this dum 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 and in a way then you can just forget about it takes care of itself and you can hmm. devote your mind to the important things rather hmm. than kind of scattered around trying to piece your life together you know yeah i mean i i do th I, i do find that personally really inspiring but at the same time i feel it's quite difficult mm. to kind of really mm. uh, bring it into mm. uh yeah i mean in uh, not on uh retreat conditions but mm. like in the daily life mm. like how mm. i noticed that like the pull to kind of give mm. in to yeah. i don't know meetings mm. whatever mm. or mm all sorts of things um it's, it's a mystery uh, yeah it's quite yeah it's a quite kind of life's work though isn't it mm. i was thinking about that recently yeah. probably because of these online retreats i kind of thought yeah this whole schizophrenic spiritual life where uh you know most of the year we're running around like headless chickens and then for a few weeks we act like we're in a kind of uh i don't like monastic or setting uh it's not that beneficial in a way somehow you've got mm. a kind of figure out how to well it, it, it relates to our whole order and the whole ordination thing about it not being a lay order mm. and yet we're not a monastic order either but it's, we're definitely not a lay order i think yeah. that's the thing it's not mm. like you just kind of hang out a bit and then live a worldly life uh, I, i hate saying that word why do i keep saying it there's no other word anyway you live a life yeah, yeah. and then oh then you go and be all spiritual and be like a, a nun or a monk for a couple of weeks and you come back into the chaos and it's like that's not really good enough mm. it's not gonna you're not really gonna And therefore, it's really difficult because it, I think that's what happens, isn't it? You get involved and then it, your whole life is called into question, all your routines, your patterns. Mm. And if you're not into that, that's fine. It's time to bail, you know what I mean? And just mm. try and keep it as a, something nice in your life, as a little hobby. But otherwise, it starts becoming pretty intense, you know? Like, how am I? It's like, wow, I really want to do this. But that means I'm going to have to change my whole life, actually, mm. you know? Mm. Like, my whole life. Yeah, but I was just thinking uh, that with... Um, these um those online retreats yeah. somehow there is something quite beneficial yeah. in just creating retreat conditions in yeah. your own environment yeah but that's, what I, mean. exactly. home, yeah. Yeah, that's what i mean exactly yeah like and 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 trying to bring that space yeah. Yeah, yeah. closer together so yeah, well, i'm sure we can do it though you know because i think the thing is it's been demonstrated that we can do it and it's a bit like you were saying i think it is possible then and we've seen it's possible in this extra extraordinary sort of Uh, I don't know how you say time in a way where we're doing online retreats and the time that you would normally take out you're doing it at home and then you might even meet your regular friends in the same city and go for a walk with them so it shows we can do it it's just like we just didn't I think most of us probably don't even think it haven't even thought in those terms you know you just get into a pattern of practice uh, where you're just doing your work blah 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 and then oh now I'm on retreat and now I'm working and there's we just get we've done it for decades and fair enough but it seems like oh right maybe we can actually do I think we need to do it differently. Mm. We have to, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a matter of, um, well, also living a life where you can actually, um, uh, well, where you create the conditions that you actually end up going on retreat as well. Yeah. Um, because I can, you yeah, know, yeah, I, I see that in people who, you know, even order members who then kind of, uh, well, live just very full lives and then yeah. retreats yeah. sort of get overlooked as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to, to sort of, you know, to, 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 to To, to let the barrier between yeah. a retreat and everyday life kind yeah, of yeah. be thinner and thinner. Well, that's what yeah. I think that's the that's the goal, though, isn't it? Because uh, otherwise, you know, I think if if you if your regular life is more 
I don't know, practice orientated and you've got a kind of regular life. Then when you go on a retreat, the retreat, you go, you'll go much more deep, much mm. more quick. And also you probably come out of the retreat better. Mm. You won't just come out like fired out of a cannon, you know, back into the city mm. or <laughs> yeah. kind of disorientated for three yeah. days. Like, oh, where am I? What am I supposed yeah. to be yeah. doing? And, you know, it'd just be like, oh, right, I just went a bit deeper and I'm back in. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like this transition, transitions get yeah. smoother. Yeah, and yeah, I think precise. that's really the... Uh, The, the work also yeah. to kind of bring that state of yeah, mind yeah, yeah. to your normal conditions yeah. and I thought it was quite interesting a woman in um, my group uh, on the uh, retreat last week um, she she was really really uh, amazed that she discovered that she could have states of mind that she connected with a certain oh. specific place the retreat center in her like Yeah. Uh, own home conditions mm, yeah. and she she had three uh, she has three children and mm, she mm, practiced mm, like mm, within mm, her family situation mm, but she suddenly realized oh it's not bound to yeah. a specific place yeah. i can yeah. develop those states of mind mm. in my conditions mm, 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 and i think yeah. that's that's ma really as magic and it really magic. important that people kind yeah. of realize that mm. yeah, yeah and yeah i mean it's it's up to you to Uh, uh, create a, a faculty of creating conditions. I think mm. that's why solitaries are so important. I mean, as all members, you're supposed to go on a month-long yeah. solitary every year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I hope I, I will be there eventually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I think w when I'm on solitary, I think the main thing really is, you know, I think it's about, you know, or meditating a lot or something. Yeah. But actually it's about um, creating, well, a schedule, you know, maybe a daily program or not, or just like really knowing in what kind of conditions yeah. you need to be in Uh, you know when to, to eat when to positive states yeah, of yeah, mind yeah, yeah, what, what yeah. kind of conditions do you to need to be for frankly that? though yeah. my solitaries have just oh, been have just showed me that <laughs> i need to, to sort my life out yeah, you yeah. know I, i turn up on a solitary like i'm going to yeah. have an amazing solitary and then i sit yeah. there actually i just want to sleep for three days and oh, then i need to, all these thoughts that i haven't had a chance to think about think, yeah. actually this is just telling me i need to sort the rest of my mm. life out so that when i do go on a solitary then i'm actually looking forward to meditate like mm. you know because my that's this yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you haven't caught up with yourself no yeah, yeah which is crazy you just feel well not everyone but i do feel like yeah. a wrecking ball at first yeah yeah <laughs> for Standard. the first seven days or something yeah, yeah. because you're trying to figure yourself out yeah first. exactly you know because there's things you need <laughs> like ah yeah no i just think need to do that yeah and there's you actually need some rest maybe yeah so i figured like yeah i'd like I'm, my the, i think the goal i feel i feel like the goal over the past year or so maybe a bit longer has just become clear it's like i, I want to live a life in a city where i'm actually meditating and practicing at a mm. level that i'm satisfied with mm. yeah yeah But it's think, hard yeah. work it's not yeah. easy it's at not all. easy and i think it's, it's probably the most um it's probably the most challenging thing but this is also what i feel really inspired um by is to kind of not withdraw to the countryside somewhere yeah. and to some mm -hmm. kind of uh, yeah. uh, rock <laughs> silent rock somewhere <laughs> yeah. to sit there and meditate mm. but to kind of bring that mm. into the city and where yeah, people yeah. are because yeah. i think that's really where yeah. we need to be i mean and that said though you, you, I, th yeah. i think you'd have to be a pretty unique person the more i go on the more i think you'd have to be a pretty unique person to go and live in a cave and withdraw from the city oh, yeah. and successfully do that for 20 years you know i don't i don't know if i've met anyone that can do that <laughs> i think <laughs> like, if i went and did that i'd be like yeah, yeah. dreaming about mars bars after a week and like oh lord fried mars bars no it's yeah. true i mean it's it's true and i think it's it's probably for some people that is the way to practice yeah. but i also feel like no you're right yeah, yeah, um yeah. Yeah. I feel quite inspired to kind of um, 
to kind of try and find a way that is um, uh, yeah, living the Dharma and finding a way to enlightenment, yeah. but within the conditions yeah, yeah, of yeah, sure. where people live in the 21st yeah. century. And it can be done. I mean, it, it can, can be, be done, done can't yeah. it? It's just, I think it's just a case of uh, mm. intensity of practice and really, really getting away from this notion that we're somehow a late order. Mm. Because uh, even order members, a lot of, you know, it's like we just we give lip service to the idea. Mm. You know, we do. I do. Mm. I'm like kind of, oh yeah, we're not monastic, but we're not lay. And then it's like, well, I'm pretty late at the moment. <laughs> I don't mean right yeah, now, yeah, but I just yeah. mean sometimes. And yeah, I think, if you look at your whole... Yeah, yeah. no, you need to... I yeah, think yeah. that's it. Maybe then you need a group of people that you really enjoy practicing with and there's a yeah. certain level of intensity and heat to it. Mm. And it's like, all right, I'm actually on this. You know, it's not mm. just... I'm not just waiting for the retreat. I'm actually trying to get this going. Mm. Mm. It's difficult, but... Mm. But in the city, yeah. I think... I mean, this is why we... Why I think this project of our Buddhist center here mm. is so important. Oh, it's a miracle, this because, place, man. Uh, yeah. Because I think this is the only place where yeah. something could could happen like that. I think I think a community is important to bring that about. Yeah. I think it would be if I lived on my own. I think it would be yeah. quite difficult to, yeah. to create that just by myself. But yeah. uh, you know, to look at a place like that and really make it a, a oh, space. This, this of, place is a miracle. Of of yeah. well, yeah, of, of those conditions. So I think I'm looking forward for us to transforming it more and more into sort of yeah. temple or yeah, yeah. whatever just a place you no know doubt. that has a sort of yeah. spiritual weight within the city yeah, yeah. Uh, i felt the other day i just felt so grateful <laughs> for all the people that had managed to i don't know do what needed to be done to buy this place to make it to build it to do what i thought this is extraordinary mm. it really is you know i mean you walk into this place and it's just like if you don't know it's just like oh but then you start realizing how it came about and it's just the beginning as well. Mm. I think that's the, that's the thing. It's extraordinary, isn't it? You've got, you've got this ex amazing uh, opportunity now mm. in the middle mm. of Berlin yeah. to actually start generating, well, no. keep generating, start generating something, you know. Yeah, but I also feel like it's, um, it's, it's really having that at the center and then creating opportunities for people to live together and for just mm. being yeah, more together. Yeah. Like, because I guess, mm. I guess that's mm. also really helpful um, to not, having to kind of set up structures on your own. Mm. So, I, I mean, I definitely feel like um, it's great to live with other women mm. who mm. practice and we kind of have mm. Uh, mm. A, a shared time in the morning to meditate mm. together and that mm. creates a structure and a little bit of discipline. I mean, it's still difficult, I find, <laughs> to kind of, because I guess it takes a lot of self-discipline also to kind of really know what you want to do and i think if if it's dharma study or something yeah. that's more like inner practice i feel like sometimes there is this kind of balance of the wish to kind of uh, be with others and mm. communicate mm. but then also you need the time and you need the solitary time in order to look at yeah, things sure. yeah, yeah. and so I, I i that's also I mean, that's a conundrum of the spiritual life as well. Mm -hmm. I find mm -hmm. like kind of um, finding a really workable balance mm -hmm. um, of those two things. Yeah. 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 I think within the, you know, I think I find it quite helpful though, you know, the whole, um, like you're saying about establishing a routine. So it's like you've got a regular life where, yeah, you get up at the same time, you eat, da 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 da, and then you can put your mind to the big things. Yeah. But then now and then having those, I don't know, like, uh, like festival days or like pujas like at night or you know just where you step into another other so you don't end up just being like a 
robot. robot. Yeah, exactly. You have these kind of wild times. I don't know. Yeah, you might even be on a solitary, and it, it goes a bit. It does go a bit wild sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah. It's certainly your dream life, that's for sure. And and, oh, yeah. and you know rituals and mm. all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and you need to be open to what's really needed. Mm. Actually, I mean, it's also I think it, it requires um, a good knowledge of yourself to kind of know what works because structures can mm. also yeah. if you just go with the structure yeah, yeah, it might yeah. not be what you need yeah, and then yeah. you you might get trapped into yeah. something mm. you'll that's be intuitive not, don't you yeah so i you, found that you know yeah. myself like recently in part, recent I, I don't know past couple of years in a way it's like i i mean it sounds like a bit of a cop-out but i just sort of say well what do you actually want to do mm. you know, not what you should do to be a good buddhist rah, rah, rah. what do you actually want to do and then really look at that and think oh, actually no, i don't want to do that now but I, I, I yeah, I'd like to do it this way. And what would be nice? And you know, so treating yourself in a kind of in a in a good way and enjoying what you're doing, and at the same time having a a real uh, I don't know, like being present for yourself, so you know when you're drifting off into the wilderness or when you're just like distracting yourself. But at the same time, you've got to kind of well, the whole eros thing, finding mm -hmm. finding what you actually want to do mm -hmm. and 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 making that work. Well, that said, though, I have to say when like when I lived at Padmaloka, which was a semi-monastic community. I was, my meditation wasn't so great a lot of the time, but that structure, it changed my life, completely yeah, changed yeah. my life. Before that, I could never get out of bed to meditate. <laughs> it was like, I was like, oh my God, yeah. I'm good. if I live here, I'm going to have to meditate every day at seven, <laughs> every day. And I was just like, and I'm going to have to study. And But it was amazing. It wasn't even me. Um, it changed me completely because I couldn't quite get my act together beforehand. Mm. And just being in the process of having that, that kind of structure on a daily daily basis over a few years it's sort of shaped something hmm. but i think but i think those two things go together because uh if you have a structure um that you can rely on i think a structure gives you a space hmm. to hmm. Yeah. think about well what do i want to do actually because yeah. otherwise you just kind of i don't know well i feel like i'm in a sort of train that's going somewhere but i don't yeah. know where yeah. where it's going you're yeah. trying this you're trying that it's not really going anywhere but if you have that structure then that opens up something hmm. We're like, oh no, actually, we can actually um, be more in touch with your intuition as well. Yeah. I think it's quite important to be in touch with your intuition, and yeah. even you know things here in the center or like Buddhist yeah. things. Like you, sometimes you're like, yeah, mm, yeah this, it's you, sometimes you get that feeling. Uh, I don't know when a meditation is thought, or I don't know yeah, where yeah. we do we're doing things here. Sometimes you get that feeling of, yeah, yeah, I, can, I hear the words and they're correct, but yeah. it doesn't quite feel yeah. right there's something yeah. not right about it why is it why do i not want to do it why am yeah. i bored yeah, yeah. uh let's 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 look into that but yeah. i think that can only come out of you having committed to to a structure or yeah. you having committed to to and then and then creativity can come from mm. the the friction in a way with the structure yeah. as well definitely yeah. because I, i i mean and i think that's something that i feel in general society um There is a, the kind of idea that creativity comes out of this oh. chaos and openness <laughs> and whatever. Yeah, in the movies. I mean, just in just the feeling movies. yourself. And, yeah. Yeah, 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 like, oh. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, had that, I had that idea for yeah. a long time. And I think, I mean, <laughs> I, um, and I thought in order to work mm. in the creative area, mm, you need mm, mm. just to kind of get up when you want and, and whatever and just i don't yeah, know yeah. go to parties or whatever yeah, yeah. but it's really i mean and and only when i started to change my life to yeah. a, a more regular routine i, I noticed what kind of 
Yeah, it's mad. It's mad. It's mad. I, it's you know mad. what? Because I, there are so many, yeah. and you lose so much um, energy in yeah. just deciding. Because you're like, if if you if you don't have a time when you get up, you wake up and you think, do I want to get up or do I want to stay in bed? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's already a lot of willpower involved. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, yeah. you need so much time yeah. to kind of make up your mind yeah. and take a decision, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. there's well, no the same, space know, for creativity left. You were talking about meditation. It was the same for me. Because Singarava and I, we, we, we founded a community together. It was only mm. at that point when I started meditating every day because yeah. I knew there were other people yeah. doing it as well. Mm. Uh, uh, so living yeah. together was, you yeah. know, was, was, was such a great... Mm. Mm. I actually watched a video, I think it was yesterday, yeah. uh, uh, where they talked about the same thing about uh, willpower. Um, yeah. And apparently, so uh, there's, you know, every day you, have, you only have a certain amount of willpower or something. Oh, yeah. And then it goes... You know, even if you're if I you're just that. procrastinating, and yeah. even you know all those choices, or do I watch that video? Do I watch that video now? Yeah. Or do I do Facebook? That mm. already takes, you know, uh, yeah, right. reduces your willpower for the yeah. day. So when you then want to do, yeah. uh, I don't know, a big task uh, yeah. of, of work, you, mm. you 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 already have exhausted the yeah, willpower. Yeah. So they were doing yeah. these studies with students. Apparently, it was quite funny, um, and they they thought the hypothesis was that people that students who um, handed in their, their their assignments in time would also wear clean socks. So they could also, you know, they were the organized ones. Yeah. But, but apparently it was the other way around. It was, uh, they could only, they could either hand in their assignments, you know, uh, in time and do it neatly and finally, or they could wear clean socks, i.e. do their laundry, yeah. because they only had so much willpower. So it wasn't <laughs> a matter of, it wasn't a matter of, um, this is good being organized and yeah. being yeah being organized <laughs> or not being organized yeah. but it was like well because they needed well they were living in a student yeah, home yeah. so they needed yeah. to go down to the laundry room and then stay mm. there for two hours so it was a big deal to do the laundry oh, <laughs> so and then they didn't have energy to mm. do the yeah, assignment but i really yeah. i mean i really think that uh, our current situation and the society just yeah. overwhelms us with the number of decisions that we yeah. oh my um, Lord. need to take. Making and so many micro decisions every day. Crazy. Yeah, and, it is and, crazy. And I, I, I perfectly imagine that this um, consumes all the willpower yeah. that you have and that you really, because there's too many things like what do I buy here or there and which brand yeah, yeah. of shampoo yeah. do I take yeah. or whatever. <laughs> that yeah. If you really want to go into more profound things, yeah. There's no energy. There's no energy yeah. left. So, and I think also this is probably something that's interesting. Like also uh, reducing the um, mm. the choice of um, of what you buy. I mean, mm. in the community, we've started to buy stuff bulk. Uh, like um, yeah. what do you uh -huh. say? Like from yeah, yeah. from a wholesale, wholesale, wholesale. and yeah. and so mm. so that's certain basic yeah. um, things uh, yeah. we just buy and we reorder so mm. and I, I feel it's mm. it's, it's mm. such a relief to yeah. not having to go to the supermarket yeah. and to kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. think <laughs> about what do we want yeah, or whatever yeah. what so kind of nuts do you want yeah. Yeah. yeah and i think this this is really also a key to contentment mm. in mm. a way like having a more um a sure. simpler yeah, life yeah. with less decisions is really the way forward and mm. if we want to yeah it was interesting. Feel some yeah. kind of contentment. I had a friend in uh, London. She's from Slovakia. I think she grew up just towards the end of communism. And we were walking through London, like central Oxford Street. And she was saying when she grew up, there was like uh, every year there was something like five trousers released. Yeah. At the start of the year, yeah. you get five different styles you could have. Yeah. And if you, wanted, if you wanted to change them, you had to sew things on yourself and do stuff. But that was it, five. And we were walking through Oxford Street and it was just, there must have been like 
I mean, hundreds of thousands of different types of genes and stars. And it's like, you just need that. You need apps these days. You need specialists. You need yeah. PhD you watch fashion. YouTube videos. Just a yeah, YouTube video, 10 YouTube videos just to buy a pair of jeans. Yeah, yeah. So why wow, this is taking up a lot of mental and emotional. I'm not advocating for communism, by the way, but <laughs> just, just like, it takes up a lot of mental and emotional yeah, energy, actually. Yeah. All, this, all these tiny little... Um, well, my Trabandu is good on that, isn't it? He's like, mm. do you want to live a trivial life? It's like the tragedy of our age in a way is, is for us in this part of the world, generally a lot of the time it's trivia. Mm. It's like you could have, you could have lived, you live a certain life and you end up living a trivial life mm. just by the nature of the way we do things here mm. in a way. I mean, here, in Buddhist dishes too, I've just been in the wider society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have a trivia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, so I think we've talked an hour now. An hour? Yeah. All right. Do you want to read your quote just so we know what you brought? Or? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's probably provocative again. What? What? Let's see. Just say it. Come Let's on. Uh, no. Well, I don't know. It's going to be a long one. Well, just... Well, you can cut it out. <laughs> no, we're not cutting it out. No, no, no. We don't want to hear show. it. This show is no, no. unedited. Okay, so we want to hear it. All right. We just take it for reflection. Have yeah, a long yeah. beat okay. of it. No. In meditation, as we go deeper and deeper, we often experience a great fear. Sometimes people shy away from this fear, but it is good to allow oneself to experience it. That fear occurs when we feel what may be called the touch of shunyata, the touch of reality on the conditioned self. And the touch of reality on the conditioned self feels like a death. It is death for the conditioned self. So the conditioned self feels afraid. Shall we read that again? Mm -hmm. That's good, mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah, it relates it to perfectly. the... Yeah, it fits exactly. perfectly with the beginning yeah. as well. Yeah. In meditation, as we go deeper and deeper, we often experience a great fear. Sometimes people shy away from this fear but it is good to allow oneself to experience it. That fear occurs when we feel what may be called the touch of shunyata, the touch of reality on the conditioned self. And the touch of reality on the conditioned self feels like a death. It is death for the conditioned self. So the conditioned self feels afraid. And that's from a, a lecture on the system of meditation. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Ubuntu. I think it's perfect. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I've talked about that in the podcast before, yeah. but I've definitely <laughs> felt that kind of fear yes. because I was trying to bypass mm. uh, 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 well absorption, you know, mm. like just mm -hmm. um, uh, how do you say uh, well integration, you know, mm. like um, yeah. The because first of all, you need to to to, to gather your mind and then you yeah. can move on but i always tried okay i've done that now i needed to do an inside practice i think i did mm. that in gusha loka and then mm. something vast came into my consciousness yeah. and I thought, oh, like just this fear came up and you thought oh i'm actually not ready for that yeah. at all mm. <laughs> like when you're trying to i think for me it was more trying to see a buddha or see a bodhisattva that's how i phrased it you know mm. the touch of shunyata the touch mm. of voidness but you can you can phrase it in those words as well but but, but then when you see it when you meet it it's so frightening because you're not ready because it would mean mm. because in a way it is a death yeah uh, well it is not mm. not literal death but but a death of, well, but it feels of like a literal death it does it feel is stronger than yeah. Right. yeah it's the abyss that yeah, you yeah. reach mm. in meditation at some mm. point and you think okay am i going further mm. am i allowing myself to just let go mm. into that unknown mm. yeah mm. yeah 
So, that's yeah. what you should No, I really, I, I, I think that's a big part of it, isn't it? Because I think most of the time I feel like I'm trying to, I was saying this the other day, on one hand, I feel like I'm trying to open a door. Mm. And at, literally at the same time, I've got my foot against the door. Mm. It's a strange yeah. tension. It's like, yeah. I don't want to open the door. And at the same time, that's what I've put my whole life to. It's opening this door. Yeah. And I'm, so you're in a state of kind of a, well, it's quite tricky sometimes, isn't it? Mm. But anyway, yeah. And no, I just, I, I really, when I read that, I thought, oh yeah, that's, that's something, isn't it? Mm. And it, I guess it, you, you if you're going to do this, you, you have to be prepared in a way. I think Sangarach to himself said he had like two years of just perpetual fear when he was uh-huh. quite young. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think if you're going to do this, you have to be, I think when you have to be, you have to get used to fear actually, which is mm. for me, it's been quite difficult. You yeah. Know? It's like, you just got, when you get, especially on a solitary retreat, for example, you get the terrors or whatever, and you just sort of say, all right, this is part of it. And it's not like you're not going to feel it. You are going to feel it. Mm. But I've got my, you know, like I said, when I was doing, I did it, went on a solitary and had this puja and it's like, ah, oh, magic, magic puja. Yeah. I looked out the windows, the sunset, there's like some water and I was just like, ah, oh there are different realms of existence yeah mm-hmm. and i was just in a higher realm and i was like oh at last and then i came out my door got to this lake actually there was a swan with some baby swans yeah <laughs> and i thought oh beautiful baby swans yeah <laughs> and then mummy swan like started or dad i don't know i can't tell i'm afraid which whatever it was came towards me and then it started putting his wings out to the side and hissing and put his neck back and i was like shit i got totally terrified <laughs> It's ridiculous, like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Fully grown adult. And I ran away from the swan well, back to my heart. They can be very... Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think... Anyway, I got back to my heart and locked the door. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, like, I don't yeah. think swans can kick in doors. <laughs> I was like lying on the floor for 10 minutes. And I said, when I got back oh, yeah, yeah. to London, I asked my friend, uh, Jananand, and he was saying, well, in a way, you don't choose which direction you open. Yeah, uh-huh. it's just like, you don't just choose to enter the God realm because you've done loads of meditation, you had a beautiful puja and oh, now you see the truth because it's all up there. It's like, if yeah. you're going to open that way, you're also going to open at the other end yeah. uh, to mm. use that metaphor. Yeah. And you're going to experience the, the terror as well. Mm. It's just like, this is how it is. Mm. And I, I found that really helpful. Nice. Integration to, in all directions. Yeah. It's also mm. like integrating, of course, all the darkness. Yeah. And, mm. uh, yeah. But it probably mm. shows you how much of it, I think to do with the whole terror thing, it probably mm. shows you how much of it, uh, a quote-unquote self that you actually have because you've got all sorts of ideas about yourself and then you get the terrors and it's like oh yeah I've definitely got a me there's definitely an I here you know mm. this sort of contracted self that mm. you know there's all the, all this fear mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean I also remember quite well when I had that realization like I think that was after my mitra ceremony, ceremony which was quite strong as a ritual and I also I had um a few um, experiences or a few a period of intense joy mm-hmm. and then suddenly I got all these images in my mind that were mm. really frightening and mm-hmm. and and I think in that and, and then I really realized and I thought oh this is a spiritual path this yeah, is yeah, what yeah. I'm this is what I kind of signed up for <laughs> yeah. so and I realized this is it's a lot of self-confrontation mm. it's not mm. going mm. to be easy or mm. um, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, pleasant or whatever mm. it's mm. going mm. to be existential in some yeah, yeah. Uh, bits so yeah. but uh, it was quite a profound moment yeah. and I really thought okay oh this is this is it yeah. okay <laughs> this is sometimes what I, what, you know what goes through my mind when we teach newcomers meditation classes like you know we talk like oh you can calm down and you can have positive feelings sometimes i think oh we're 
<laughs> bad people aren't we well they were like what are we teaching actually exactly. you know like when you're when you're starting to teach someone meditation you sometimes think what are we actually yeah actually we have to put in a warning at first and say well actually you're gonna yeah. you know if you're really serious about this you will but it doesn't we'll end work. up changing your life a lot the warning yeah. is just more appealing yeah i mm. guess so yeah. and i mean like oh don't do this because this is like really dangerous and difficult and you're, yeah yeah whatever. <laughs> I'll maybe decide. you should say that it a bit won't more be the same <laughs> yeah. yeah but all right Good, that was great. Good, thank you. Yeah, the immortal, thank you. the touch yeah. of the fear. The nectar of the deathless. Yeah. Yeah. The Amrita. Yeah, <laughs> so. discipline. Yeah. Discipline, everything. Well, yeah. now, you, now you know what to do. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, thanks very much. And yeah, I hope you. this year will be good. <laughs> it will be yeah. a good one. It will be a good one. Promising one. Yeah. Great. See you soon. Thank See you. you. See later. you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.